You're listening to Good Vibrations, a Beach Boys music program, sponsored by Endless Summer Hi, this is Al Jardine of the Beach Boys, and you're listening to Good Vibrations with David Beard.
welcome to episode 30 of Good Vibrations. That song, Wonderments, was originally from 1991 and is actually available on the Wonderments collection titled Kaleidoscopin, Exploring Prisms of the Past. It's a compilation of songs that the uh, Wonderments, who are primarily Darian Sahanaja, Nick Walusko, Mike D'Amico, and their good buddy Proben Gregory, for the most part. He's kind of the phantom beach boy, if you will. Worked together for many years, and uh, there were some other Wonderments members in there as well. But this particular collection of that song, I felt was so appropriate to start this particular episode dedicated to Nick in my interview with Mike D'Amico, who many of you know is the drummer for the Wonderments and is the drummer for the Brian Wilson Band and was uh, played guitar and drums for the Beach Boys 2012 reunion tour. Here are the notes that were written by Nick in the Kaleidoscope and Package for the song that we just listened to. Also an early four-track song, originally available on our self-titled Blue Cassette Tape. It would later become part of our Blue, Green, and Purple Cassette Tape series of demos. Hey, CDRs weren't yet an option in those days as a giveaway item. It's an example of lyrical kitchen sink songwriting, especially during the dense chorus. I was going for a What If the Turtles hired a somewhat sober Jim Morrison for a song type of thing. I think I was just trying to say something about this search for meaning through mangling words and phrases in the process. Wow. We do miss Nick Walusko a great deal. I do, certainly. And I've been putting together two different editions uh, of Endless Summer Quarterly Magazine, in fact, as a part of uh, my way of paying tribute to Nick's wonderful musical gift, among other things. The winter 2019 edition of the magazine is, um, uh, has features Nick on the cover, uh, performing in Brian's band, and um, has many interviews with Mike D'Amico. You're going to hear some excerpts of that today. Probe and Gregory, Paul Von Mertens, Bob Lizick, um, Jeffrey Foskett, Scott Bennett, Nelson Bragg. I'm sure I'm not thinking of somebody who's in there. Mark London. But these were all friends of Nick's, whether from a musical standpoint or just an L.A. standpoint. Nick's story begins in California a long, long time ago. And the beautiful thing about that is we are actually able to continue that story in the latest spring 2020 edition of Endless Summer Quarterly by... Interviewing Brian a little bit about Nick, I got a little bit of uh, him kind of, and I wouldn't say those, they're Brian's final thoughts on Nick. I'm sure he still thinks about him. But I thought it was the perfect way to set up a friend of Nick's who we, we ended up meeting kind of through Facebook right as the, the winter 2019 edition was going to press. His name is John Canis, and John was a big part of Nick's and Darian's lives in the 80s going into the 90s. Uh, the three of them were kind of like the three amigos, if you will. They had other friends, of course. And then Mike came into the picture, Proben came into the picture. But John really writes an interesting and deep uh, connective uh, story about his friendship with Nick. And um, it's called The Shadow of Your Smile, Nick Walusko and the Amazing Three. And it's really, it takes up the majority of the new edition. So I would highly recommend, if you're a Nick Walusko fan or Wonderments fan, get these last two editions and read them backwards, actually. Read the spring 2020 edition of ESQ first, 
with Brian and John's story. It's kind of setting up the stage of Nick's story through into the Wonderments, beginning, you know, getting into the Brian Wilson band, and then read the winter 2019 edition where we're talking with all the different members of the Brian Wilson band uh, through the years and, and their experiences and friendship, musical experience and friendships that they had with Nick. Those two issues together really portray accurately, I think, a side of Nick that we maybe wouldn't otherwise be able to appreciate and, and understand. So in this particular edition, I, what, what I wanted to do was just share an excerpt, an audio excerpt of my interview with Mike D'Amico, because Mike doesn't really do interviews. And I could tell when we spoke, and you may be able to hear it in his voice, he's just kind of searching uh, for ways to express himself and to express what he's feeling and, and thinking about in regards to his friend Nick. So let's get started. Going back to 92, um, uh-huh. that general time frame, what your first impressions of Nick were and uh, how you found him uh, to be as far, one, I guess, from another musician's standpoint, and, and then working with him in the studio re- environment or just working on music, uh, that perspective. I mean, I could go on and on, but uh, let, let me try to uh, uh, summarize a little bit. Um, I moved from New York, where I was living and working and playing uh, multiple bands or whatever, and I moved to L.A. In, that year, in 92, and um, I answered, the, 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 you know, the recycler, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, it was it, back then, that was, that was the trade where you sold stuff and you auditioned and, you know, uh, and I answered one ad and that was theirs looking for a drummer. And anyway, so I, I just, I'll never forget the first, you know, casual uh, jam, you know, <laughs> like hey, we're going to rent a rehearsal space and try out drummers. And so I came and um, we just had a ball and, and, I, I got him, you know, it, it was, it was, uh, their music, you know, uh, whether it was their, 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 their collaborative, uh, music or, or, or just, you know, Nick's song or, or Darian's song. I was just, I was floored, you know, I thought that these guys are phenomenal. So we hit it off and one day and, uh, we just had a great time and, you know, beyond the music, uh, we hit it off culturally, you know, or, or just being in the same generation, the same pop culture, uh, what we watched, what we, what toys we had, what, what you know, mm-hmm. all, all, all that stuff just kind of uh, was, was in place um, that we had so much in common. Um, and it was it's the most profound uh, musical well I want to say I don't want to say opportunity but um, it changed it changed that day changed my life you know essentially I mean changed the, the entire course of the, my, my career and big element here is that we were friends it, it wasn't just like it's just a professional, um, relationship, you know, with 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 either either of them, 
everything together, and it wasn't all music, you know. We, we, you know, we, we went out to the desert and, and did, we had our rocket projects, <laughs> you know, the, the geek stuff. And <laughs> we went to the movies together. We did everything together, and we enjoyed our company, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for me, my takeaway, like, you know, I, I, I could sit there and say, well, what a great guitar player, what a great this, or a great singer, a great songwriter. And, and it's just like, no, he was a great friend. that Darian and Nick were major Brian Wilson nuts. So when you came out and you got the, you, you, you auditioned and you got the gig. So was, you know, how much of that, uh, of their love of that music rubbed off on you and how quickly did that happen? Oh, that's a great question. You know, I'm familiar like, like by secondhand because, you know, I'm born in 62 they were just starting in 62, so it didn't catch up to me till um, a little, you know, a bit later. And I'll never forget, I went to see um, American Graffiti, and that was like 72. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and over the end credits was all summer long. And I remember being at that age, or, you know, I've already been a musician since I was about two. So music was already, you know, definitely a huge part of me um and i heard that and i was like oh my this is beautiful and then i started to dig back a little a little bit and then appreciate you know the compositions and what you know what brian did and the harmonies and it's like you know i i appreciate it after the fact in, in a sense mm-hmm. um and then it got deeper with with the guys with with nick and darian because they were into deep tracks, and we played a lot of them, uh, you know, early on, before we even met Brian or, or did anything. So that was like, you know, on a weekly basis, we were learning new material, new material, new covers. And, you know, we, we did, like, Guess I'm Dumb. And then we actually ended up recording Guess I'm Dumb, um, you know, the Glenn Campbell number yeah. Brian wrote. Um and just cool, just as cool stuff. It's like, wow, this is this is amazing, you know. Because um, on 
this someone like me only had the the uh, perception of the surf songs, you know, just the, the hits like whatever Surf in USA, um, California Girls, so on. Right. You know, yeah. the big the, the big heavies, and then to, then to go deeper into the into the catalog was a huge learning experience. Hi, this is Brian Wilson, and you're listening to Good Vibrations with David Beer. Working with Darian and Nick in the studio on Wonderment's material. Oh, boy. And wow. what, you know, I would really like, you have a perspective, you and Darian have a perspective that no one else has. I mean, Probin, yes, to a degree. Um, but, you know, uh, so I would really like to have really like to be able to share with the reader a deeper uh, sense of Nick when it came to composing, arranging, and writing, and recording. I've noticed in, in music history in general that when band members are actually friends, there is kind of an organic uh, development that takes place um, because it's, it's, more, it's more inherently connected. There's, more, there's just a stronger connectivity there. 
because of the friendship. Uh, so you don't have to speak to French. Whatever comes to mind about being in the studio and just that back and forth, for lack of a better term? Uh, okay. Just a sidebar is, is that I, you know, I've been in a lot of studios prior to, to be working with, with Nick and Darian. Uh, you know, a lot of groups and artists and just a lot of playing, you know. I, I worked a lot. Uh, until I worked with them, it, 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 it was almost a... Um, we did things in a very homegrown way. Um, we had our own space, so we set up our own studio, and it wasn't perfect. It wasn't. It was on a budget. Um, we were always just scraping to, to make it work. But somehow, um, these guys could just create uh, with or money or anything um, amazing recordings and it was just a, such a learning ground for me um, and I, I had been used to going into like bigger studios 24 track you know 2 inch tape the whole mic locker you name it you know and that was what I was accustomed to but we started doing a lot of these records with one microphone on the drums or, you know, just on shoestring. And damn, those guys could make it work. And, and like, you you wouldn't believe that it was done for a few hundred dollars or, or you know, for example. Um, I, I, I just learned so much about production with them because they were... Um, especially Nick, he would spend countless hours editing and doing things and, and making something sound a little better. Um, that I, I, was, I was used to, okay, I'm going to record, I'm done, I'm going home. Um, and we, we um, the cool thing is, is that when we got into doing a, when we had to make an album, we got in there and we didn't leave. You know, we did 12, 14 hour days every day. Um, and, and it wasn't uh, taxing because we were enjoying what we were doing. It was like, ah, shit, we got to go home, go to sleep at some, some point. <laughs> um, you know, we were just like, oh, wow, 12 hours just, just uh, slipped by. And that's the way it, it, it went every time we did a record. And those are the best experiences of my musical life right there. Because um, we had a, had a, we just had fun, you know. Mm -hmm. We were, and we would be, you know, it, it wasn't too serious again, you know. We didn't take ourselves too seriously. And the humor and just just the laughs that we would have creating something or having some silly mistake that we keep was like, yeah, let's keep that. <laughs> I remember one time um, we were recording um, uh, a 
it was the last song of the record, which is very, it's a, it's a rough tune, but it, 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 it has a vibe and a, you know, certain sound to it. But um, Darren and I were, were in there working. Nick came in a little late, and he goes, hi. <laughs> and the mic's on, because we were recording. So we left it in there. <laughs> and then one maybe it was Nick, decided to run the vacuum on the carpet. So the vacuum's in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, like stupid shit like that, that was like, you know, it, it almost didn't matter to us to make it pristine or perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like, those are the moments, it's like we're capturing moments here, as silly as they may be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so having a vacuum running... <laughs> And, and then putting on the credit, this is a Hoover model, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, stuff, stuff like that, 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 that's the precious stuff right there. Yeah. 
What which song of Nick's uh, that you recorded as the Wonderments stays with you to this day the most? Oh boy. Uh, and why? Let's see. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, spoke of a wheel world. Uh, that was just just gorgeous. Uh, his 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 take a little bit on, on John Barry uh, kind of uh, composition. Um, it was just it was just beautiful, you know. And it, sonically, it, like how we accomplished that and how it sounded was wow. It, it, it just it just blew me away. And that that's that's one that's. that's
did not want to talk over that. I had to wait till the end. <laughs> what an amazing, amazing song. Gotta, you gotta love it. So, part two is going to be coming soon. I want to first. I want to thank Mike D'Amico for you know, the entirety. If you want to see his entire interview, pick up the aforementioned Winter 2019 edition of ESQ and the brand new Spring 2020 edition. Just went. Just was just mailed. So that's available now. Head over to esquarterly.com. Click on ESQ store button. Or you can click on the news button. These things are down in front in the blog page. But if you click ESQ store, it'll take you right to these editions that I'm talking about. Again, it's winter 2019 edition of ESQ. Nick's on the cover. And the spring 2020 cover. Brian on the cover. But Nick's there too. Kind of, uh, kind of going off to the side there in the shadows. It's, uh, I miss Nick greatly, and I hope that you can feel and hear that in my voice. And I'm glad to have been able to bring this to you. I'll catch you real soon in episode 31. Take care.